This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, September 29th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are we doing? Uh, hanging in there fairly well. Dylan, how about yourself? I'm doing okay. This is episode 301 wow. on the Fangraphs Network for us, and the last show of season four. What you were saying before the show is weirdly bittersweet. It is. Sure. I, I'm not going to know what to do with myself next Sunday. Yeah. Get our, our weird... Get get some time off. I always say we catch up on sleep a little bit, or at least I do. But, yeah. Uh, but then I, a month from now, I'll be ready to be podcasting again. It'll be itching. And so, yeah, it's weird to, to wrap things up, but... Yeah, we don't we don't record in the off season. We yeah. can look at our contest. We still got three days to go, and the RA is kind of close. The RA crown is often kind of the big one of what we've been mm. doing, and you have a, a tenth of a run, well, more than a tenth of a run over me there. You're uh, you're four seven five to my four eight six, and I was saying earlier in the air, I just wanted us to be under five, and right we now are. We're, we're under five, which. This is the worst marks we've had, I think, in any season. And oh, yeah. basically because pitching has been the worst it's been in years, like, across the board. It's not like we've... I mean, clearly we could have made better picks, but, oh boy, you know, the home run spikes and all this really hurts these lower-end pitchers. So that's yeah. kind of reflected for us. But uh, we're doing okay there. And uh, we did the hitter thing this year, which we had not done before. Mm-hmm. And that... That went my way a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I connected on 32 home runs so far this year. With that's impressive. That's yeah. pat in the back. That's like pat in the back level stuff. Right and there hit, hit 260 again. Everybody's hitting home runs, but yeah, I was able to pick 32 of them, and you hit 231 with 19 homers and 75 RBIs. Not not bad either. So yeah. so that, that's our update with a few days to go. We'll see. But I'm, <laughs> I, I want the ERA one more than anything out of all really? the stats we keep. I think that's it's a streaming contest. That's the thing. You like, I lucked into 61 wins. Okay, like I don't really <laughs> brag about the wins, you know. Uh, and I barely have you in whip. That's going to be a close one too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, we're going to look at picks for Friday, Saturday, Sunday to wrap things up. Matt, do you have anything before we get into our picks? I got I got a couple wacky things that we I think we should we should talk about. Sure. First off, the Nacho Man. The Nacho Man. Do I? Oh yes, the Nacho Man. The Cardinals fan. Yes, the Cardinals fan. The Nacho Man. Yes. Okay, sure. In case you're unaware, Addison Russell dove into the stands to catch a ball. You know, it wasn't quite Jeter-esque. Oh, goodness. But either way, he, he knocked over a guy's nachos and, like, got, like, you know, nacho cheese everywhere on him. On the I, not, I, Oddly enough, not in the fan very much. The fan did a really good job of keeping himself out of, away from the mess. Anyways, post-game comments, John Lester. Yeah, he was a did, grump. He, he did not enjoy it as much as, as – he didn't have as much fun with it as everybody else did. Well, and so the other thing about it was not just the mess, but Addison Russell, good guy, yes. brought the fan. Even though the Cardinals fan, brought him new nachos, right? And, and also, you know, took, took a selfie with him and yeah. was just, you know, you know, gave, gave him a high five and was just generally kind of a cool dude about it. You yeah. know, the comments from Lester, and I quote, great effort. But I don't understand the other stuff. A guy fell into him and got nacho cheese on his arm, and now he's taking pictures and signing autographs. Shows you where our society's at right now with all that stuff. It's just like a grumpy old man, like arms crossed, <laughs> being like, I don't know why everyone's having so much fun. 
Like, like, really? Like, of of all the of all the things going on right now in our country, this right. th- this is this is John Lester's hill to die on, really. Right? He's like, uh, can't believe he replaced his nachos. Or is it like because it's a Cardinals fan? Do you think it's like a comment on the Cubs Cardinals thing? I don't I, even know what he's I talking doubt about. It. I I guess I guess maybe like you know the the you know taking you know a second from the game to like take a take a picture and sign an autograph and give a plate of nachos to guys. Like against the unwritten rules, I, I don't know. You're, you're really asking the wrong guy here. So uh, that was real silly. Sounds grumpy. He's been hanging out with John Lackey too much, or something. Oh that's, God, that's yeah, basically that clubhouse. And we also we had a Yankees fan ejected for tipping pitches. I did see that. That was uh, funny, and that it's so terrible, you know. But how much do you have to love Gary Sanchez to to to, to want to alert him to where Wilson Ramos is setting up? Well, and you know that guy's just like, what? I'm the best fan. You know, I'm being passionate. I hope my team out, even though Girardi himself was like, what are you doing? Like, that's awful, you know? And yeah. I saw some quotes saying that, like, it's not even that helpful because he was calling, like, outside and whatever, where, like, the catcher was setting up. And, like, it's better than not knowing, but it's much better to know, you know, off speed or fastball or whatever. But I don't know. The whole thing, real dumb. Also, you yeah. spent so much to get those seats right there, and you're going to get kicked out for doing well, something that stupid. It's Tampa Bay, so it's not like it's, you know, thousands That's true. of dollars. That's Anyways, true. Last, lastly, and most important, I, I buried the lead here. Okay. Uh, the Mets are, are probably going to be in the market for a new manager if they're not already. Yes. Have you seen the names? That I are- saw one name that I know you're excited <laughs> about. They're toying with the idea of Robin Ventura. I just, I'm sure Robin would give a fantastic interview. Yeah. But you've got what? It was I, I, I blocked it. It was like it was six years, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I can look. I don't know how long he did, but he didn't do much of anything. I don't I know. Think he, no, it was five years, right? Hang on. I can look easily, but yeah. Why do you? What's the point? Yeah, 2012 well, what, to 2016. So. So it's five years. Yeah. So I mean, I just. What did you see during those five years? I mean, he 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 couldn't manage a clubhouse. Sure. You know, you, you, your, your ace pitcher cutting up jerseys yeah, and getting sent home on the day he was starting. You know, he, he couldn't really manage a bullpen even when he had Don Cooper telling him what to do. Yeah. And he, he couldn't, you know, he, his lineups weren't the best. And, you know, the in-game strategy just wasn't. What, what what does he do? Yeah. What part of that makes the Mets go, that's our guy. That's that's what we need to do. I mean, if, if, if the goal is to, like, you know, tank and get the first pick for, you know, like four straight years, okay, that makes sense to me. But... <sighs> I, I I guess then Robin's your man. I don't. Yeah, in theory they're I, trying to do more than that, but I would hope so. I, I mean, don't know. you know, they've got a few pieces that are kind of intriguing. Only the Mets, I suppose. I just I don't. I mean, are are we that desperate for guys connected to a team to like manage that team? I have no idea. You, I don't you know. can't look else. I mean, like I'd rather you know, have Ozzy Guillen. Oh, so would I. Oh, in yeah. a heartbeat. Are you kidding? Yeah, Ozzy Ozzy would be fantastic for that franchise too. By the way. Yeah, for the Mets, that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be oh, I saw, I saw that, and my heart just stopped. I just, I was like, wait, what? Like, why? Why would you? Why? Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we're gonna start. We'll have some, a few more things, but let's get started uh, with Friday, the 29th. Matt, mm. I wrote four pictures down. None of them are that exciting. I got to think about who I want. I think I know who I want, but. Okay. I. <sighs> I'm, I'm legitimately concerned that we have the same guy then. Okay, so Tyler Skaggs versus Seattle. Nah, whatever. 
It's bad, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'd, I'd like it better if it wasn't. I, I, you know, Seattle. You know, clearly, you know, they're not in contention for a wild card anymore, but they they're still kind of dangerous, right? Yeah. I mean, they can hit a little bit. I, I, I like mean, Tyler Skaggs next year. You know, but he's four four eight so ERA so far this year. He's been okay, but you can do better, hopefully. And then, do you like Luis Gohara going to Miami at all? He was good last time out, and I'm not that scared of Miami, other than you know Giancarlo Stanton maybe hitting two or three home runs against him. Yeah, that's that's I'm staying away from. Atlanta pitchers just for, simply for that reason because I think you know Gene Carlo has got one thing on his mind he wants that he wants that 61 yeah basically or, yeah. if not 62 so yeah. so Luis Gahara last time out at home against Philadelphia seven innings one run nine strikeouts again I think he's talented but mm. I'd, I'd consider it but I'm thinking twice he's still pretty young I either want I'm gonna take Chris Stratton at home against the Padres but I am strongly looking at thinking at uh, Kyle Gibson at home against the Tigers. Is this one that you even considered? I would consider it just because the Tigers have like so clearly packed it in. Yes, absolutely. They're done, and Kyle Gibson has had a decent second half. He still has his bad blowups every once in a while. Like, last two times out is eight runs total, but he has a second half going. Like, talented guy, not a ton of strikeouts, but when he's bad, he's real bad. Don't get me wrong, but every once in a while. He had a 2.81 ERA in September, 3.90 in August. Like, kind of was cruising for a bit, and to your point again, more importantly, who are you worried about on the Tigers at all? They're done. Like, they're they've... Yeah, so I think you can consider absolutely Kyle Gibson, but the blow potential is bad, and that even though I'm I'm chasing in the ERA, I'm gonna I suppose protect because if that goes bad, it'd be done. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I think about it. But Chris Stratton at home against the Padres. Who are you worried about from the Padres? Anybody? Travis Jankowski. <laughs> the what? Single and steal the base off you? Like, he's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I'm going to take Chris Stratton. He's been very okay. But it's San Francisco. Uh, good place to pitch. And it's against the Padres. He has a 4-1-5 ERA. The whip's not good. I'm hoping for six innings, two runs. And I'll be happy there. But, yeah. Is that your pick? Or is there anybody else who you like anymore on Friday? Oh, my pick is Chris Stratton. Yeah. It, it's not exciting. I, Kyle Gibson definitely has much more ceiling. I feel like he can do something, potentially do bit more, but mm. yeah, I, I think the safer one is Chris Stratton, but I'm interested in both. Uh, is there anybody else here you even looked at? No. Ben Lively at home against the Mets? Whatever. Whatever. That's, I, I don't really care about Ben Lively, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, apologies to the Lively clan, but yeah. no. Dan Straley at home against the Braves, he's above our threshold, but I think that's totally fine, too. Mm. I think you do that. I think so, too. How about hitters on Friday, Matt? Who are you looking at? Four hitters. Four... September Friday, September 29th. I've, I've got four names. I'm going with four names for, for all three days just because okay. I don't want to be caught with my pants down, so to speak. You know, in, in terms of not having a hitter is what I yes. mean. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't, I'm not actually taking off my pants while recording. That would be weird. I'm going to start with my D pick. Okay. And we've got the Brewers who are technically still in the race. Yes. Facing off against the Cardinals. Uh, the Cards have John Gant heading to the mound. Yeah. He's in fact right, he's in fact right-handed and he's exceptionally mediocre. Yeah. He's um, he has a 3.65 ERA, but he also hasn't pitched more than 3 and a third. Like no. he's a he's a reliever. He's yeah, uh, he's got yeah, he's got one start to his name to his credit and yeah, he, he's not impressed. I'm looking for lefties in the Brewers lineup and the one I like at 13% owned is Steven Vogt. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. You know, vote, vote for the season. He's done damage against righties. He's he's done a lot more damage against righties in, in a Brewers uniform than he did in an A's uniform. Mm-hmm. And 
I, it's, this is just kind of my, a guy that I, I'm going to, you know, I'm assuming is going to be starting because, you know, Manny Pena is banged up and it's, you know, lefty and righty, so it, it kind of makes sense for him. So my, mm-hmm. yeah, my catcher, you know, Stephen Vogt, if, if, if you're a great catcher at 13%, I like. Yep. Or any pretty much any lefty in the uh, in the Brewers lineup against Gant. Yeah. Next up, my C pick. We've got Ben Lively uh, pitching at home against the Mets. Ben Lively, in fact, right-handed and struggles with lefties. And the lefty that I like in New York here is Dominic Smith. Yeah, I like Dom Smith just fine. Me too. I, I is is a little bit there for the Mets. You know, I, all eight of his home runs came against righties. Ben Lively is, in fact, not good. Mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about strikeouts. I'm really not, you know, worried about much. I, I just think this is a great matchup for Dominic Smith. I really believe that. Yeah, so, I can C see pick that. Dominic, yeah, C, C pick Dominic Smith. Next up, my B pick. Okay, we've got the Dodgers playing in Colorado against the Rockies. Yes, they've got Chad Bettis. He's in fact right-handed. I'm looking for a lefty that I can use to kind of to do some damage against him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going, not going with Jack Peterson. No, no, no. I've got a zero percenter here in Andre Ethier. Uh, Andre Ethier is back. People forgot. Is he it? Yes. People forgot about Andre. You like that? I just came up with that right now for you. Congratulations. I'm glad you like that. Uh, but yeah, at zero percent. You know, and the Dodgers are just kind of playing everybody right now. They've clinched, yeah. and that rotates all over. But yeah, if you can get him or anybody else that's a cheap lefty, I like that. It's Chad Bettis. It's whatever. I, I, right? I think you know, the Dodgers are really just focused on getting everybody healthy, like uh-huh. making sure everybody stays healthy. Heading into the, they're, they're like terrified of injuries over there. They're like, you know, I, I really can't believe Clayton Kershaw is going to make his last start. Yeah. So you know, we'll see what happens. But either way, I like this for for Dodgers lefties in particular. Andre Eth here is, uh-huh. is the green line. And my A pick, we've got Matt Harvey to pick on. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Matt Harvey, he's been he's been rough, especially against lefties this season. Yes. And the, the lefty that I'm intrigued by at 4% owned is J.P. Crawford. Okay, yeah. J.P. Crawford is a former top prospect that hasn't done a lot in the majors yet, but certainly has talent. I, you know, I'm going to disagree with you there. Again, against righties, he's, he's actually been really, he's, he's been solid against righties this, so far this season. It's, it's the lefties where he's mm-hmm. got the, the, the point three three eight zero OPS. Against, oh against, against righties, eight one eight OPS, eight uh, with a 408 on base percentage, 410 slug. His one stolen base has come against a righty, and he's driven in all six of his runs against righties. I will so. stand corrected then. Yeah, handling he's, righties is fine. He's not terrible. It's a super small sample, but either way, he's he's probably going to play this this last weekend because they want to see what you know you know what they've got in him. And mm-hmm. this is this is one matchup that uh, the DFS players can absolutely exploit. Yep, I don't have a problem with that at all. I looked at him. I, I wrote him off prematurely, but I'm definitely down to pick on Matt Harvey. Basically, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, for me. Uh, I have a 50 percenter is my C pick, so it's a little spendy, but I see Wade Miley there uh, going to Tampa Bay, and if you can afford Steven Souza, I like that a lot. Definitely, mm-hmm. it just he's righty who actually hasn't been murdering lefties that much this year, but has a history of doing that, and it's good he can handle righties because I don't think Miley's going to go that deep, and you're going to get a bullpen after that. So, yeah, I, I like Steven Souza to be able to handle both sides. It's for, I think he has 30 home runs and he's stolen like 15 Correct. bases. Like, yeah, 50% is not high enough for Steven Souza. So I like that. And Wade Miley's still bad. Above that, we haven't said this name in a while, Matt, but he's still been good. 36% owned. Shinsu Chu gets Raul Alcantara starting for the A's. Raul Alcantara, you have not heard that name much, if at all, because he's not very good. He has one start of five innings with, you know, other than that, he's been mostly a reliever. So, 
yeah, Shinsu Chu leading off for the Rangers, who have been bad and are also out. But I think that if he gets in there, it'll be just fine. Should be able to handle that. My A pick, though, I don't know if we said this guy's name all year. And you got to squint a little bit, but he's been good in September at 4% owned facing Jordan Lyles. Denard Span is like a 10 homer, 10 steal guy with, you know, a good record in September. And he's batting in the middle of that order. And it's Jordan Lyles. So uh, my A pick, I think pretty sure first time this year we've talked about Denard Span. Yes, he's over the hill. But, you know, if he finishes with 12 homers and 12 steals, it doesn't cost anything. I, I like it when he faces guys like Jordan Lyles, essentially, though. So not not exciting, but that's a 4% pick. Uh, If you need, like, a third outfielder for your DFS format, I think that that is totally an option. Should be okay. Okay. All right, Saturday the 30th, I have six names down. Speaking of, let's mention Matt Cain. Matt Cain, even against the Padres, is not somebody you're going to take, but... He announced his retirement. I don't know if it's not somebody I'm going to take. You can do it. I'm not going near that. Matt Cain's been done for a while, which is too bad. But uh, yeah, his ERA is five six six. I don't know. Would you? Are you going to consider that? I mean, it's a good matchup, and he's about to retire. But he's about to retire because he's been awful for a while. Okay, the one thing I'm going to hang my hat on is his home road splits and the fact that this is at home. Yes. Okay, in 14 games, 11 starts, he's a 308 ERA at home. Yeah, it's been going okay this year. Yeah. yeah. 64 and a third innings pitch, 41 strikeouts, 21, 21 walks, only six home runs allowed at home. I, I can see that. I'm still, I'm just looking at his like ERAs over the years, 566, 564, 579. In 2014, it was 418, and four the year before that, but... Three straight years of being over five and a half. I don't know. You're right. It's at home and that, you know, in 11 starts or whatever looks okay. But uh, I don't know. Are you taking Matt Cain? Thinking about it. Okay. All right. Well, let's run down some of our other options. But to me, okay. it was not an option. But the home road thing makes sense. Opposite him, Yulise Chassin in San Francisco. He has a 6.93 ERA away from Petco. But this would be about one of the only other nice-ish places to pitch. Are you out on that? No way? Yes. Uh, no way. No, I'm okay. thinking against it. Yeah. Something about Petco that he needs. Yeah. How about Henderson Alvarez at home against the Mets? He's has a few starts and they've been okay so far. Again, not really any strikeouts. In two starts, only six strikeouts total. But he went to Atlanta and threw five scoreless last time out. I don't know. Just not enough upside even against the Mets, right? Not for me, no. Yeah. How about your boy Carson Fulmer supposedly going to Cleveland? Nothing doing, right? I would love to. I, If I had any idea what, what kind of lineup Cleveland was going to be tossing out there, I'm, I would might consider it. If it's like a bum, if it's a bum lineup, yeah. I would consider it. Yeah. But not... Not blindly. Yeah. Not blindly. Yeah, I can't go into that one blind. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fair. But you would say go ahead and check, and if it looks good, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I can see that. Uh, two more names for me. Jake Junis at home against the D-backs. I like Jake Junis a bit, but that's not a great matchup, right? No. I'm a little scared of them. They can hit, you know, and they might have clinched by then. Like, there's a possibility of a hangover lineup, you know, and in which case I would be all about it, but they might also just, you know. I, well, they already have a wild card spot, right? It's just whether they're going to be the top seed. Or they might have that clinched already, too. I think they have the top seed. I think they have the top seed sewn up. I think they know that they're going to be a wild card one. You're right. So I would just check who they're starting. But in general, they hit enough that even in Kansas City in the interleague, I'm going to probably stay away from that myself. And then my last name, I think I'm going to take Lucas Sims going to Miami. And yes, I'm terrified of Giancarlo Stanton, but 
Lucas Sims is another one of these Braves guys who's young and can pitch okay. Gets not a lot of strikeouts, but you know, okay. I'm mostly just not scared of Miami other than the big man, you know. And if he can hopefully walk Giancarlo Stanton, then they'll be okay. Last time out, he went to the Mets, went six and two-thirds, two runs, six strikeouts. You know, if he can do that for me again. Time for that, at home against Nationals, five innings, one run, six strikeouts. I believe in Lucas Sims a little bit. There's downside here. The truth is, I would take Yuli Shasin as my other one, it is my plan B, but I'm pretty terrified there also. Again, the 693 ERA away from Petco is telling, even going to San Francisco. So I think that's fine, but I'm going to go with Lucas Sims. Uh, are, are you leaning Matt Kane, or is there anybody else here you were thinking about? Yeah, I, th- I think Kane's the... Uh... The problem I have with picking Kane is I'm not sure how deep he's going to go. I could see him just, like, sticking around for three innings, taking off his hat and waving goodbye. Yeah, then being like, there you were. Nice job. Yeah, we love yeah, you. He came and started, woohoo, yeah, and that's going to, you know, not help me. So I so I don't see it. I'm rolling Car- Carson Fulmer out there against Cleveland. Okay, okay. And your recommendation is check that lineup and be careful. But they're probably going to be resting guys on Saturday, you think? You would, ho- you would hope they would be, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't imagine why they wouldn't, but... Yeah. You know, you know, who knows? Maybe they, they decide that they, you know, hey, we, you know, we need, everybody wants a couple extra bats before we head into the postseason or yeah. you know, something, something silly like that. But I would, I would just double check. Yep. Uh, okay. And then uh, on to hitters, Matt. Who are you looking at on Saturday? Uh, again, I'm I'm going with with four picks for for this one just to make sure I've got my myself covered. The deep pick, 67% owned. It's a little high for us, but again, I want to make sure I'm covered, especially in the last day. And mm-hmm. you know, let's face it, you've pretty much got the percentage thing kind of wrapped up. You're, you're, you know, it's it's 10 to 12 in favor of Dylan. So uh, you know, unless like Andre Yethier and like you know, my, the one percenter that I have going going on Saturday get in there, you're probably going to win that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so to, to cover to cover myself on on Saturday, Eugenio Suarez, 67. percent Facing off against John Lester. Eugenio is, in fact, right-handed. Lester is left-handed. Lester has an OPS against righties over 800 for this season. Doesn't bode well for the playoffs. Watch out there, Cubs fans. <laughs> and Suarez has an OPS against lefties above 900, and he's going to be swinging from his heels, I am certain. Yes. So John Lester and the Cubs bullpen versus Eugenio Suarez. I like Suarez there. Yep. I'm totally fine with that, for sure. Okay. Moving on. The C pick. We've got Udrishamer Despagne pitching in Miami against the Braves. He's, in fact, right-handed, and he's been awful, awful, awful against lefties. Three awfuls is what I said there. I couldn't find a lefty I like in, in the Atlanta line that we can use for a contest. I mean, Freddie Freeman, obviously, Matt Adams, go nuts. But uh-huh. the guy the guy that I, is really intriguing to me is Ozzy Albies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like Ozzy Albies, too. Me, yeah. too. It's, you know, he, he's going to play. First and foremost, he's a switch hitter, so he's gonna be batting from the left side. Uh, three of his five home runs, all, six of his seven stolen bases, and he, he's been confident, you know, hitting from the left side. It's 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 nothing fantastic, but I, I think there's value there, and I think he's gonna produce against Odrizhama Despagne. Yep, he's a real prospect, and he can run and has a little bit of pop, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. Next up, we've got one Miguel Castro. Yes, pitching in Tampa against the Rays. He's a righty who's a even as a reliever, he's a righty who. who has a weakness against lefties. Mm-hmm. You can pick at him with left-handers. I, I I can't see him going more than four innings if he, if, if if that. Yeah. So this is essentially the, a Baltimore bullpen game, which knowing the Baltimore bullpen probably isn't going to go very well for them this season. Yes. Uh, the guy who intrigues me here is Brad Miller. Oh, okay. Yeah. Haven't talked about Brad Miller in a while. No, he's in fact left-handed. He's a 29% owned. Uh, he's mass- Last year he was a lot better. Yes. 
this year he's been a bit a bit rough, but there's still power there. There's still a bit of speed there. I I still like Brad Miller. He's good enough to of, take on the Baltimore bullpen. I would feel like you you especially in the final days of the season, you would you would think Miller wants to to head into the offseason, you know, on a positive with you know maybe maybe sock a homer or two and drive in a few runs. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. And lastly, my A pick, we've got Julius Jacine pitching on the road. Yes. Okay. We want lefties. Okay. And believe it or not, it's hard to find a competent lefty in 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 the Giants lineup these days. You mean other than Denard Span? I repeat my previous statement. <laughs> So the guy who intrigues me here a little bit is Jarrett Parker. Uh, okay. I looked at him too, yeah. I, I feel like I'm going dumpster diving. He's, in fact, 1% owned. I can't believe it's that high. Three of his four home runs against have come against righties. Both of his stolen bases. 7.26 OPS against. 4.31 slug. Not terrible. But either way, I, I think he's going to play, which is important in dfs mm-hmm. yes and it's it's a favorable he's got it's a favorable pitching matchup for him which you seen on the road against and you know against the left-handed batter so those splits do not go Shasin's way so i can no, say that for do. parker they for do sure. not i yeah. mean and don't get me wrong parker he's like really nothing. He's, he's a guy but he's a guy who has a favorable matchup on saturday yep yep so. i can see that for sure <laughs> for me on saturday I am all about picking on John Lester. I've been doing it for the last month or so. You know, he's been not that good. And I'm not doing this. Uh, Billy Hamilton is 80% owned, whatever he costs in your DFS or whatever. Like, you want Billy Hamilton against John Lester times a million. Absolutely. If you can afford him and, like, and if you need steals or however that works, you know, depending on your scoring, that's a big one opposite John Lester, who's been bad. You know, Billy Hamilton, switch it or be in there. Uh, I also like Patrick Kivlahan at 0% owned because he's a righty. That's basically it. He's right-handed and has been showing power. And it's John Lester. And John Lester's just been beat up by righties. So I would even consider the 0% owned Patrick Kivlahan. Spend money elsewhere in your lineup and then get him in there. My B pick, though, I'm with you on picking against Miguel Castro. But instead of Brad Miller, I want Kevin Kiermeyer. Again, hopefully maybe some speed. I mentioned him earlier this month. He's left-handed. He's getting the Orioles bullpen. I think Kiermaier will be just fine. But Matt, my A pick, getting his name in here one more time. Max Kepler gets Buck Farmer of the Tigers and the Tigers bullpen. Yes, Max Kepler can't hit lefties at all. God forbid a, a lefty reliever come in. He'll be yanked. But if they stick with a bunch of righties, I think Max Kepler can handle Buck Farmer. And he's only 17% out, so mm. I think they'll be okay. All right, Matt. Sunday, October 1st, the last day of the season. They're doing this cool thing where all the games start at the same time, or like within 15 minutes of each other. It's a mess in the best way. I really like it. So, yeah, there's seven names I wrote down. Would you consider Colin McHugh going to Boston? I would think about it, but I also, I, it's the last day of the season. He can't pitch more than five innings, can right. he? That's the thing. So these teams that are playoff bound maybe won't play all the hitters, but definitely any of their starters are not going to go super deep if they're a guy I, that might end up on the postseason roster. You know, I, I also I can't believe Chris Sale is going to. I mean, this this is purely for stat padding at this point, right? If he pitches, uh, he's going to. Yeah, again, he might do. They might use it as warm up, like is his off day. Let him go two innings or something. You know, mm. I don't know. Yeah, be real careful here in DFS on this day. So I like Colin McHugh. I don't love the matchup, and I don't know how deep he's going to go. So I, I probably got to skip that. Similarly, other side, Jordan Montgomery at Yankee Stadium getting the Blue Jays. I think the matchup's okay. I wish it weren't in Yankee Stadium, but I don't know how deep he's going to go either. Would you consider Jordan Montgomery getting Toronto? I, I looked long and hard at that one. I kind of, I, believe it or not, he's thrown well in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. 
he he's been okay. Yeah. You know, I I don't know if this is a thing like you know Tyler Anderson and Coors a few years ago where he just just happened to be really good at that one stadium that one year. Mm-hmm. But I would consider it. I I would see I, I would see with with the post game chatters and how long they're playing and letting Jordan Montgomery go. Mm-hmm. Um, if it, I, I I can't see him going again. I can't see him or Morton going or him or McHugh going more than five innings. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Interesting matchup could be okay, but there's red flags. How about Seth Lugo going to Philadelphia? He's hurt me a lot before. Last time out, six innings, one run. Time before that, five innings, one run. Time before that, three innings, eight runs. So he's been the Kyle Gibson lately, the Jekyll and Hyde. I could see him doing just fine on the last day of the season in Philadelphia. I'm a little scared because he has blowout potential, but that's not a crazy idea, right? You know, what, what I really like about Lugo is that he doesn't really have a platoon split. He's, you know, he, he, it's a 720-something against righty, 730-something against lefties. It's not really, you know, you know that big of a, of a platoon split there. So mm. I, I could see it being okay. It's not my pick. I could also see him working kind of deeper into this game if if, if it goes well. They'll let him go. They have no reason not to let him go. So I see why not. You know, yeah, there's nobody in the bullpen they want to see. Yeah. Similarly, how about Parker Bridwell at home against the Mariners? The Angels aren't worried about anything, and he's been okay. I could see that going okay for him, don't you? You're just never really it, sold on Parker Bridwell. No, it's, the, the, the problem is there's not enough strikeouts there to get more yeah. danger. If he would average just like you know two or three more strikeouts per night, I'd be a lot more intrigued. But then again, he also wouldn't be within our price range. Yes. Yeah. So, so. I think that's safe-ish, but not much upside. Mm. Tyler Chatwood at home against the Dodgers. He does not pitch well in Coors. You don't want anything to do with that. I don't no. feel like no pass. Uh, I got two more. It's the two guys in Miami. Max Fried going to Miami opposite Jose Urena. I think I got to take our boy Urena just because, again, I'm not worried about the Braves. He's 46% owned. Again, we're not that super sold on. The peripherals aren't great, but I think he can handle the Braves. And so I'm taking Jose Urena, but I like Max Reed enough, too, that I would at least consider that on the other side. Just, you know, terrified of Giancarlo. Jose Urena went to Coors last time, allowed two homers, six runs. That happens. I'm not going to read too much into that. I don't imagine you are either. But... Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't love Jose Arena, but I think he can handle Atlanta on the last day of the year. Okay, uh, I've got a different pick. Okay, somebody I, I didn't list. Somebody. Yes, I list on. Dylan, I'm going off the reservation for the first time in a long time. I've got I've got a name that you actually didn't that you didn't pick. Okay, it's Daniel Magden pitching oh. in Texas against the Rangers. Yeah, I can see that. Um, what kind of intrigues me here is he's been competent on the road. Two, three, three ERA and three road starts with one complete game. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a split against lefties. You know, you know, which lefties are we really worried about in in Texas in the last day of the season? Shinsu Chu, absolutely. Okay. That's that's one. Rue Netador has been so bad, despite his homers, has been so bad. Uh not many is is the point you're making, and I, I buy that. Yeah. Yeah, like like you mentioned, yeah, o- Odora Chu, Mazara, okay, Willie Calhoun. Willie Calhoun's uh, interesting, but not enough for me to be scared. Yeah. Jared, Jared Hoying apparently is still employed in Major League Baseball. Joey Gallo might murder Daniel Mingman, but. Other than that, you know, I'm not too worried about if, it. If he starts, they've got a bunch of third basemen on that roster right now. He's got to fight, you know, Phil Gosson, Will Middlebrooks, yeah. and Drew Robinson for playing time. Oh, boy. I think they've been playing Joey Gallo at first. Gave it up on him as, at third. But, yeah, no, I I don't think this starts, you know, crazy. Mangdon's been decent, and if he can handle the lefties, I could see that matchup going okay for him. 
So I just kind of I just kind of like the, the it's on the road and he seems to be for whatever reason he seems to, be, to do a bit better there. Yeah. And I just think he, you know I, I, I it's the last day I would rather you know go out swinging with something a little bit wacky than yeah than, than kind of you know tuck my tail between my legs and yeah and head off. To, and also he's been really good in September. One nine three ERA across four September starts and twenty eight innings with eighteen with eighteen strikeouts. Mm-hmm. I'm that into that. Yeah. So. And then, uh, Matt, hitters for Sunday, October 1st. This is a new month. Everybody's fair game on this last day. Who are your okay. hitters? Any old favorites coming back? Uh, a little bit, yes. They're, they're, we've got a few mixed in there for me. Starting with my D-pick, we've got the Reds facing off, in, facing off against the Cubs with uh, Deck McGuire rumbling to the bump. Yes, he was as bad um, as we thought he would be last time. He's, he's not good. You want lefties against him in particular, and... Again, Dylan, I don't know if you know this about me. I don't drink apple teenies, but I do enjoy a carrot teeny from time to time. Okay, okay. I will I'll give you that one, I suppose. Okay, Victor Caratini, 0% owned. He's a switch hitter. They've been using him. At, at, he's listed as a catcher. He's been playing first base quite a bit you know, in, yeah. in, in relief of Anthony Rizzo here in the last few days. I, I can't imagine the Cubs are going to roll Rizzo out there in the last day. Joe Madden's too smart for that, right? You would think so. I don't know. They might try and do it just for fans or something. I don't really understand exactly what they might do. I guess it is at home. So. But but Caratini could definitely get in there. I know he's been starting a little bit more. Yeah, yeah he has been. So against righties this year... That seems to be the you know the, you know the place where they, they play him more at least. Mm-hmm. So his one home run came. I think there's a, a little bit of pop there. He's kind of intriguing. But if you need a, if you need a cheap catcher and he happens to be in the lineup, you could do a lot worse than Victor Caratini versus Deck McGuire. Yeah, we'd like our cheap catchers if he's eligible there. That's that'd be great. Okay, next up, the C pick. The White Sox are tossing Chris Volstead out there on the last day of the season. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? I personally, I, I would rather see somebody you know who's Got a future with the team getting the final start of the year. But yes. What are you going to do? They, yeah, they shut, they shut down Lucas Giolito. Uh, I believe they shut down Ronaldo Lopez. Sure. Len Carson, Len Car- Carson Palmer still, still, still star. But you'd, you'd think there'd be somebody a bit younger, somebody a bit more intriguing out there. But either way, uh, mm-hmm. journeyman Chris Falstead getting the start. You want lefties against him. And you can, honestly, there are going to be a ton to choose from in the Cleveland lineup. They've got a ton of lefties that are usable. Uh, Tyler Nakin is kind of intriguing. But the guy I like is my guy Lonnie Jason Hall. Cool. Yeah, Lonnie. I can see that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that he can handle Chris Volstead, I would imagine. You would, yes. you would hope. I would hope. Next up, the B pick for me. We've got Nick Pavetta facing off against the Mets in Philadelphia. Pavetta is, in fact, a right-hander who struggles with righties. And the, the righty I like to get to him is my guy, Wilmer Flores. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we picked him a little bit. It's been a while since we talked about him, but yeah, yeah. against Nick Pavetta, I don't. That's a good matchup for him. Uh, Eleven of his eighteen homers and fifteen of his seventeen walks from against righties this year. Yeah, a reasonable sample. Yeah, yeah, he's capable. Uh, the walk numbers are actually kind of gross, but he's capable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lastly, my A pick. We've got Tyler Chatwood, the righty, in Colorado against the Dodgers. Yes. I've got to think it's a Jock Peterson day. I'm sorry. He's, there they, you they've go. Got, They've got to try to get him in there. You'd think so. And it's in Colorado, last day of the year. I think that's a that's a good time to take Jock Peterson, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, let, 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 let's Jock head into the offseason, you know, feeling good about himself with a couple of dingers on, on the final day of the year. Yeah, off of our boy Chatwood. Yeah. yeah. Well, Again, you're, you're, no thanks, in course. You're, you're yeah. the teller. Speaking of Tyler Chatwood, he's going to get a contract somewhere next year that's going to be a lot larger than the contract he has now. He's capable. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have as my C pick. I just picked him the other day. But 
Michael A. Taylor gets a lefty again. He gets Steven Brault. I like him against lefties. There's power there. There's speed there. I'm going to put him as my C pick. I like that. Yeah, him against the lefty. He's he's quietly filling in for Adam Eaton. He's done pretty good there, for sure. My B pick, I got to pick against Bartolo. I'm sad to pick against Bartolo. I wanted Mikey Matuk, but he's hurt and he's out for the year. But uh, oh, I was no. interested there. Yeah, I, it seemed like something minor, minor-ish, but enough for them to be like, yeah, we're the Tigers, you can be done. But Bartolo Colon has allowed an OPS over 900 to both sides of the plate. He continues to be not very good. So good. our favorite Detroit Tiger to use right now, he's been a little banged up, make sure he gets in, but Heimer Candelario can handle Bartolo Colon, I think. So, yeah, he's 10% owned, and yeah, I'm not sure he's going to be in. Check, it, check, make sure he plays, but if he does, I'm all about that in the last day. And then my A pick, Matt, you mentioned him, it's Lonnie Chisenhall. Uh, one more time this year, it's Chris Volstad. Last day of the year, I'm going to pick on your White Sox, apparently. So I, I don't have a problem with that. He's 5% owned. He was hurt, but then he played on Thursday. So he'll be back, hopefully, and, and can get in there. And I imagine, hopefully, they will score a bunch of runs against the White Sox to cap their season. But we'll see. Okay, Matt, that is our picks for the year. We, you know, you can always check out the spreadsheet to see how they've done and how we've done. It is linked in the FanCrafts uh, podcast posts that we do. They, they go up with every episode. So you can get a link. You can, at the top, go back and look at the old seasons as well. There's links to those spreadsheets if you want to go back, check out the archives. And we try to put our names on and keep a record of what we've done and the advice we've given is the idea behind that, for sure. Uh, yeah. Matt, you got anything before we wrap up our fourth season here? Do you want a, you want a final softball update? Sure. Yes, it is Thursday night. How did softball go? It went well. We, uh, we, we won tonight, and we're in the playoffs. Oh, officially in the playoffs. Yeah? Yeah, we clinched, yeah. When do playoffs start? Next week. Oh, so <laughs> you clinched by wrapping the season up, yes. Oh, no, no, we clinched by winning. Oh, okay. It, it was in question? You weren't necessarily... Oh, um, second place was a five-way tie. Oh, goodness. And is that including you? Yes. Oh, boy. All right. Well, yeah. Well, that'll be exciting. Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. Get those softball updates, since we won't have one in an episode next week. But yeah. But, and at least here was uh, we we scored the winning runs and the what might be one of the worst plays I've ever seen. Oh goodness, just bad defense. Just shocking all the way around, honestly. Yeah. Oh boy, uh, um, that's a good way to cap your regular season. It, it wins a win, but yeah. No, what, what happened was it was a ground ball to the right side to the first baseman. He tagged first for the first out, but the the girl who was on first it, base is loaded, by the way. Uh, the girl who was on first did not run. Okay. So as soon as he, he touched first, it was the force out. The the hitter was out, but she wasn't sure what to do. So she just like took off running and they tried to tag her, missed, threw the ball, threw the ball into left field. Uh, and we managed to score two runs off of that to win the game. <laughs> oh, goodness. That is yeah. not how you want to win. But like you said, a win is a win. It was appalling base running, appalling defense. <sighs> yeah. A lot of shaking heads on the sidelines. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we also asked on Twitter or in the show, said, tweeted us any questions you have. It's and right. Our, our pal Ronald Coley at Mirage 5 had a few a few questions for us. Not like big, deep questions, nothing analysis, but asked what we're planning to get into over the fall and winter. We're going to hibernate show should be back in the spring. Uh, we say that every season. You know, it's not like we have a literal contract. That extends us through. We are season to season here, but we expect to be back. 
Because it's four years in a row now. We, we should be back next year. If, but, yeah, if they haven't fired us by now, they're probably not going yeah. to. The, the plan is to be back for the start of next season. And uh, we'll, you know, follow us on Twitter. We'll, we'll be talking about that. But, Matt, in the winter, when there's no baseball, well, what, what are your projects are you getting up to? What do you think you'll be doing? Other than watching the Bears. <laughs> oh, please. Actually, if I watch football, it's college. It's not. It's yeah. really professional. Yeah, I, I just prefer the... It's just, a, it's just more fun. Sure. But... You know stuff I do when, when you know during you know when baseball season's off. I do freelance SEO work. That's like the bulk of my free time, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, optimizing websites, optimizing optimizing pages. A little know, bit of softball. I imagine there's no winter softball league. There is. It's indoor, and oh. I think I think it's indoor twelve inch. And I think we're gonna play. That's so that sounds actually really fun. You know, I want to see the rules first before. You know, I don't. You know, I, I don't want to get like you know murder death killed by. Trying, trying to play, but yeah. I think I'm going to join. I really do. That sounds fun. Would you play like with your company again? Yes, it would be a corporate league, 100%. Yeah, that does sound fun. Right on. I uh, I told you this the other day. I, at 30 years old, am becoming a Dungeons & Dragons person, which is, you know, a great age to start, right? Uh, yeah. But, but I'm <laughs> getting into that and getting into trying to DM and run that kind of stuff and just a very good uh, creative outlet. You and I have talked about how... I used to be into filmmaking, as did you, and gave up on that up forever ago. But I feel like Dungeons and Dragons is a very nerdy but very open and uh, malleable way to create and tell stories. And so I'm trying to do that, and I might turn that into a podcast project. Also, I'm not sure yet, but that's what my latest non-baseball obsession has been: has been trying to figure that out and get into that. So I can see a lot of that happening this winter. So, um, okay. Well, oh, oh, he had one more question for us, actually, also, was what video games are you playing these days? Are we playing Destiny 2? I don't have a console, so I'm not playing Destiny 2. Are you playing games? I have I have a 360. I, don't, I haven't gotten an Xbox One yet. That's That might happen this winter. Yeah. If it if it does, it'll be Mass Effect Andromeda first, mm-hmm. and then probably Forza Horizon. Oh, okay. Would, would be You're a Forza way. guy. Oh, God, yes. You know, you know my, my day job is... is, is you know, advertising for you know autom- in the automotive industry, and um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a big time car guy. I really, I love those games. Yeah, uh, so, I've been playing PUBG. Do you know what PUBG is? Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. No, what is PUBG, Dylan? Uh, well, I don't know if you'd heard of it. It's a computer game, and it's a giant battle royale style shooter where a hundred people parachute into an island, and they have to scavenge and pick up guns, and last man standing wins. And it is. The most fun thing in the world. I'm a computer gamer, so I've been playing that. And then the other day I fired up the new Doom that came out a year or so ago that everyone says is super fun, and it is super fun. So those are my video games on my plate right now. So that's what we've been up to. Yeah, okay. Well, Matt, that should about do it for us, wrapping up this season. Again, Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. We want to say big thanks to everyone at Fangraphs that lets us do this show. And, of course, every one of you that listens. And this show's free, and it's going to stay free. But if you want to help support and keep this stuff on the air and keep things going, you can go become a Fangraphs member. That's the best way to do it is, you know, it helps keep Fangraphs online and keep that going because that's also a free site. Or you can also get ad-free browsing on Fangraphs, too. Those are just good ways to give back because you know what a great website Fangraphs is, how cool this podcast network is, not just our show, a lot of other shows here. So, yeah, big thanks to them for letting us be a part of the network, and that's the best way to go give back is to become a member and do that. So 
thanks to them. Thanks to everyone at Fangraphs. Uh, thanks to you, Matt, for being my podcast partner again for a fourth year. Uh, so far, so good. So, yeah, I think that's it. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Again, holler at me and Matt. Check on us this winter while we're hibernating and doing non-baseball things, but we like to hear from you guys. Before we sign off for the season, I just really wanted to uh, give a thank you to you for all the hard work you, you put into this podcast behind the scenes. I mean, you know, I just, I, I sit in front of a screen and just talk into a microphone. You know, you, you know you're the one who actually, you know, you, you, Dylan does all the heavy lifting. He does the editing. You know, he, he does, you know, he, he, you know, the, you know, the, the sound design, all, editing, all that stuff. And the producing. Fantastic. Yeah, the producing. That's, yeah. that's the word I was searching for. It's, it's my fault when it sounds like crap is also part of it which is funny because right before we went to go record this final episode our website we used to record is down so we're using the old school way and i'm right now as record hoping it doesn't sound like crap but we'll find out soon but yeah, we'll see. that but is way, the stuff you know, i deal with for better or worse <laughs> either, you know, he, does, he does a lot of hard work and it, and it really goes on song so i just really wanted to, to point out that you know, there's a bit more that goes on to it than just two guys talking into headsets, you know, and it's done by Dylan, and I appreciate it more than he will ever know. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. It's been fun. Again, there, there's a overwhelming chance that we will be back next year. You know, that stuff's not in stone, but there's no reason to think we won't be. So, yeah. All right. That should do it. For Matt, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next season. This season is... Over! Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.